excuse me for my voice, but I have never, never seen anything like it. Hey, Doug, we wanted to hit mailboxes. We can let Ralph drive. Morons, your bus is leaving. Welcome to this big game edition of the On the Road Home Home Podcast. This is Ken Crawford reporting to you on the road home from a depressing, dreary, gut-wrenching loss to Stanford. Unfortunately, my prediction was too close to accurate. Until we got to garbage time, it was 16-6. I had predicted 16-10 just so disappointing because this was such a beatable Stanford team and the team just didn't deliver. Quick recap. Stanford got the ball to start the game, marched right down the field, but the Cal defense managed just enough defense in the last moment to uh, hold them to a field goal. Cal offense was ineffective. Stanford gets the ball back. I think there were a couple of traded punts. Uh, but then uh, Stanford breaks a big pass play, gets him down for another touchdown, up 10 nothing first quarter. Second quarter, Cal defense stiffens substantially. In fact, stiffens for most of the rest of the game at this point. Manages to uh, ho- uh, continually get Stanford to punt. And the offense seems to find a little bit of life. But unlike the Stanford offense, uh, just both times it got down into the red zone, couldn't couldn't convert. Pretty conservative play calling. I'll get to that later. Scores two field goals in the second quarter. Looks like they're in a position to make a third score before the half when McMorris fumbles the ball around midfield. That allows Stanford to get a couple first downs, get a field goal for halftime. Halftime score 13-6. That's the way it stayed for all the third quarter and significant portion of the fourth. And the Cal offense had moments where you thought maybe they were putting things together, but they never lasted for more than a first down or two. Eventually, Stanford has a long, time-killing drive, gets them a field goal, puts them at 16-6 with, I think, uh, four minutes to go or three minutes to go. Cal offense needs, obviously, at that point to do something drastic. Uh, reasonably good-looking pass play from Garbers turns into an interception when Wharton falls down. If you make me guess, he was fouled and pushed, before, and that's why he fell down. But wasn't called. A easy interception. Takes the ball down to the uh, three-yard line. They punch it in for a score, 23-6. The Cal offense, with a minute and a half left, manages to play underneath the Stanford prevent defense, get a touchdown of their own. Two garbage time touchdowns, one for each team, makes the final score 23-13. Let's start with the good side of the ball, the defense. I must admit, I'm getting a little bit disappointed with how it seems to take the Cal defense a quarter plus to get into sync. There's been a few games now where we've seen the opposition score early in the game. Obviously, the Colorado game was something entirely different, but uh, there was just these early plays where 
uh, or early sequences where they get a touchdown and now the Bears are playing from behind. And then they stiffen and they do great for the majority of the rest of the game. Uh, with how, And you know what? If we had an offense that could actually move the ball, probably wouldn't bother me so much. But with, with how limited our offensive ability is, uh, just wasn't going to happen. Stanford offense was very conservative. They knew they didn't have to score many points, and they acted like it. They were not going to let the Cal defense <laughs> score any points. There were actually a number of tipped balls that that had the you know the tips and the bounces gone the right way. The Bears could have had two or three interceptions, but. Uh, Overall, Stanford was not going to put the ball in tough places, was going to be very conservative, giving the ball to Bryce Love a lot. Cal defense did a great job of containing him after those first couple uh, drives, and actually even then didn't do too horrible. There were some moments where it was frustrating how much he was falling forward and uh, you know getting four yards when he really should have only gotten one or two. But nevertheless, generally good uh, defensive effort. As much as you can ask. And just, you know, the as much... They did get one strip uh, fumble, um, but the, the kind of things that happened at the Colorado game are not going to happen game after game after game. You cannot count on the opposition constantly throwing you interceptions, particularly when they know they can play it pretty conservative and still win. Offense, whole different story. I, I almost don't even want to get into it. It's just pathetic how incapable they still are this late in the season. For a while, I was thinking, you know, they just hadn't given Garbers enough time and, and you know to develop. And if they he had been the starter through the Arizona and that game, that that not only would we not have lost those games from the mistakes, that Garbers would be further along in his progression. Well, the guy is regressing every week. He's not getting better. He's getting worse, if anything. He threw an interception that, while the catch to get it was remarkable, and it was very, very lucky that he pulled it off, at the simplest level, it was a horrendous throw. Uh, number 10 was wide open. If Garbers had thrown the ball to the sideline, he had a huge amount of working room between the defender and the sideline. But Garbers throws it inside the defender, who then goes all the way into the end zone and does a one-handed catch for uh, an interception in the end zone. And shortly after that, Cal got its uh, lone um, fumble recovery of the day. But the overall point is it was exemplary of <laughs> some bad throws that Garbers was making. And then when Garbers finally threw the right pass, there were drops. A lot of drops today. Just very frustrating number of drops. It felt like the refs were calling a pretty loose game on both sides of the ball, so I think there was a lot of physicality out there that in some regards had something to do with it. But there were some wide open, nobody around uh, drops that were just frustrating. And... It, this offense needs to be better than this in game 12. It's just not acceptable. And if I'm Coach Wilcox, I need to take a good, hard look at what happened that it, the offense did not develop as the season progressed. 
Now, admittedly, there have been some setbacks. McCarry's lack of presence on the offensive line really hurt today. Uh, it hurt last week. But, uh, and also losing Noah, and, and just, there's a lot of things going on there that, that are at least somewhat caveating things. But I'm sorry, it's not enough to justify the complete lack of offensive production Six points against a middling Stanford defense. This is not the sort of defense that, you know, beat Cal 14-17 in years past. This is a pretty weak defense. I think they're around 60th in the nation. And and there's just no excuse for the lack of offensive production. They were just daring Cal to throw the ball. And the, the... receivers were there and open and Garbers couldn't find him. There was at least two wide open guys behind the defense that Garbers didn't see or couldn't get it to him because he was already scrambling. His his uh, timer in the pocket is all right, but then his reaction when his timer pops that you know he needs to get out of there is not quite right. It's just, just so many things. And, and I really hope the story with Ross Bowers is he really was injured all season and really couldn't play. But um, <laughs> I sure hope he gets a shot at starting next season that they take a big look at everything and just see how Garbers failed to develop. Maybe even give Mick Wayne another shot if he's willing to corral himself and learn how to not throw the painful interceptions that, that you know cost the team so much this year. It's just, it's just, just no excuse for it. This, the, the Bears should have won today. The defense did enough that that offense should have produced some points. And guess what? If they had held on to the ball, the defense would have done even better because the defense got tired because the offense kept putting the ball back in their hands. And part of it was play calling. Part of it was very uncreative play calling, too many runs up the middle, uh, a lack of creativity in finding ways to get the ball moving sideways uh, uh, to keep the, the field spread. It just They would do it sometimes, and then other times it was like, now's the moment, you know, stick the dagger and do something really creative. They wouldn't. As a perfect example, the Bears are, you know, in a position, they've, they've gotten a couple first downs, and Garbers throws that really bad interception. Okay, now, gift back to the Bears fumble have the ball now you know just outside the 20 wonderful do they you know continue aggressive do they do something interesting and flashy no they run the ball up the middle twice and end up with third and six third and eight something like that and garbers can't find the third down completion and it's just like you can't do that at the most important point of the field where things are starting to get compressed. You need to do something more creative. So frustrating. So play calling wasn't good. Catching wasn't good. Actually, one thing that was good was pass protection. The offensive line did a darn good job in pass protection. Their run blocking, eh, left something to be desired. But you know what? When the defense is keying on that, they're daring you to throw the ball. I'm not going to be too picky about that. Uh, but between the quarterback, the receivers, and the pl- lack of creative play calling, it's just so depressing. It, it's just so... 
I don't know. I, I'm so depressed. I can't even come up with more creative words than depressing. Ugh. I don't know. And I, and I look forward, you know, they got a bowl game coming up. We're going to go play in the uh, cheese cracker, you know, whatever. Our, fav- you know, our, our family buys a lot of generic uh, uh, snacks, so our equivalent of Triscuits is something called woven wheat. So they're going to go play in the woven wheat bowl. Um, <laughs> you know, something just whatever. And, and, and that's fine. I'm happy about the bowl. But if they can't find some offense in the next month, you know, you're going to be playing a reasonably good team, a team that's going to put up, even against our defense, some points. This offense needs to get to where they're scoring more than six points every game. The, the, the defense has done heroics to make it so six points of the, from the offense is enough. Uh, that's not going to work forever. And, you know, I, things happen with, with uh, various situations, and I'm not all for fire the coach right now kind of guy, but I don't know. Baldwin and Wilcox need to have a good heart-to-heart talk about what needs to change. And if Baldwin doesn't have both a good explanation for why things didn't go well this year and a bunch of ideas on how to prevent that next year, maybe it is time to say, well, we need someone else in here because you've ran out of gas. Uh, so, looking forward to the bowl. Uh, to be more serious, it does look like the Cheez-It Bowl, which I believe is in Phoenix. Uh, now that they're 7-5 and five and 4-5 and five in conference, that's the last of the bowls um, from, for which uh, the conference has ties with. And I believe we're one of the only teams with 4-5 and five in conference that made it to a bowl. So, that means we, you know, m- most of them have 5-4 and four or better which means we get the one of the last of the picks. Or we're picked last, more accurately stated. The, uh, you know, we'll play a middling team, which I guess in that standpoint is good. It would mean that, that we have a better shot of winning. The extra practice time will be awesome for the team. The recognition of having gotten to 7-5, and five, hopefully 8-5, and five, will be wonderful for recruiting. But... If I was on the recruiting trail, you know who I'd be after? I'd be after a top-flight quarterback and telling him, you do the graduate early thing, you come here for spring ball, and and you're going to get a real shot at being a starter next fall. And that's how you get a a high four or five-star quarterback to come play for you. You say, look, we got a defense that can keep you in games, and and if you're as good as your stars indicate, You'll be a four-year starter here at Cal. And by the way, here's the rest of the pieces we're putting together to make this happen. Uh, other things I'd be looking for in recruiting is uh, a tight end. <laughs> Our tight ends have not gotten it done. Hudson got a catch today for the first time in, I mean, not actually, but it feels like a se- two seasons. Uh, number 83's been uh, letting us down left and right. Obviously, a good possession receiver would be a good get. Luckily, on the defensive side of the ball, is much more youth than one would think. They actually, there's a lot going there. Uh, so I may be also looking for 
a couple of JC offensive linemen who can come in and contribute right away. So, I don't know. I guess I could continue and piss and moan in my beer for the next 20 minutes, but what's the value in that? <laughs> I don't know how much my my uh, listeners enjoy that. So uh, I know they occasionally enjoy a good rant from me, but you're not going to get one of those from me today. I'm just too uh, too despondent, too depressed with, with too many years in a row of, of losing to Stanford and including those there's been three or four occasions or at least two or three occasions when it's been a pretty beatable Stanford team and there's been a lot of years where they've been top notch and Cal's been middling and we really had no hope but this is a game the Bears could have won with this team if they just found a way to be creative if they had just if Garbers would have developed a little bit more it's just so depressing all right well I don't think I'm going to the bowl game. I sure as heck am, am not taking a road trip to Phoenix just to go to the Cheez-It Bowl. If we were going to the Sun Bowl, I might have had some interest in the idea. Um, but in practice, down I'm going. So this is probably the last on-the-road home podcast for the season. Do intend to keep it up in future years for those of you who enjoy it. So look forward to that. Let's look forward to a great bowl game and a great 2019 where we take that yet again next step to not just bowl eligible but competing for a conference championship go bears on the road again.